This is The Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching The Host. I'm Van Velding, and I watched this episode when it originally aired. I'm Derek. This is my first time watching this episode. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one, engage. A lot of this episode, they're going to shoot, trying to shoot around the fact that Gates McFadden is pregnant. How pregnant is she? Uh, fairly pregnant. N- noticeably pregnant, I suppose. Okay. I, I don't know exactly how many months. So, like, beginning of third trimester, maybe, or end of second, or, I don't know. Late third, I, late I, second, something like that. I didn't actually look up the numbers, simply because my brain went, meh, 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 pregnant, meh. <laughs> women things, blah, blah, blah. Cameras. Like, in the next three series, we're going to have pregnant women around. So, okay. Um, and here yeah. we get Data being kind of like the nerd who asks a question like five minutes before the class is over and not reading the room. Yeah. I mean, totally. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of what Data does, right? He's like, hey, look, I, I, you guys totally weren't like necking in the elevator, um, even though like your, your, your lips are a little redder or whatever, which I've noticed before. But, you know, whatever. Let's, uh, how much other things do you think Data notices that uh, like technically should have noticed like weird things going on around this ship? You know, just like. You know, humans being humans, you know, like yeah, having sex in supply closets, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> he probably notices a lot of it. Like anytime you go into a room <laughs> and do something seriously biological and come back out, yeah. I would imagine if Data's got a before and after shot, you know <laughs> one way or the like, other. Maybe he has like a space Instagram where like he just kind of like, hey, and uh, like, like uh, w- welcome to Data Space Instagram where where I categorize uh, weird biological behavior <laughs> uh, humans go into this room um for x amount of time and they come after it every time yeah <laughs> they make weird noises and then they look they seem lighter yeah so here she, she's grabbing data and pushing him it's like lady if you're in yeah. that much of a hurry just go data think yeah. fast jump into his arms he's <laughs> yeah. like run data run us to sick bed <laughs> oh man now i want um <laughs> like yeah I don't know if you ever played Mega Man, but Mega Man has like a sidekick called Rush, and it's a dog that can transform into all these like locomotive things. <laughs> and so I, now I imagine like Data just like Data form of uh, electric chair, <laughs> or like what do they call? What, they weren't roto rooters. What is the little thing? Roto scooter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and here we see the most disgusting part of this whole episode. Get a razor, man! Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's the few like the thing, the glowy thing right next to that. It was it was a razor. You could have just used it yeah. and just <laughs> cleaned up, dude. Jeez, I think you're uh, I think you're culture shaming uh, the trail, um, and you know that might, they might not like that. I think it's a small thing to ask for the trail to get their <laughs> together. <laughs> this is national television, man. You want to see human body hair. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like it was. Uh, actually, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about like how um, the varieties in which male hair grows on the on the chest. I only know mine, but it looked well crafted. It looked like it was groomed. Some manscaping done, perhaps. Some. <laughs> Not enough. Some. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Uh... So he got a thing in him, and we're intrigued at the fact that there's something growing in his stomach. Right. We don't know um, if they know that or not. We just know that, like, hey, cool. They like each other. What's that? <laughs> uh, and, like, this is... Aliens is is in the zeitgeist of the populace by now, right? So, I mean, this is yeah. totally a thing that we're comfortable... Like, like chest bursting is totally a thing, I believe. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally a thing. So and they played that menacing music and they're like, "Ooh, cutaway!" Like this is a burgeoning philosophical dilemma. Ooh, yeah, what's going to happen? Does he have indigestion, or is that where he keeps his brain? Who knows? Yeah, and it turns out that it's going to be brain, but brain. It's a bubbling brain, which is kind of weird. I guess like he just kind of every now and again needs to settle. Like I don't know. We never really know what the light does. <laughs> just kind of yeah like, we don't hey give me give me some sweet lumens i need some of them lumens yeah we never explain it again yeah but what's interesting yeah. about this particular and a lot of the character of odin um 
or at least Odin before uh, before the body swap. Um, he's very uh, affectionate for a male. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. with even with a woman, there's kind of like this this body language lexicon that's allowed. And a lot of the movements that he makes uh, aren't normally kind of quote quote allowed. He's being very kind of affectionate here, which is cool. I I wouldn't know. I you know they got to sell it sell us on this. Like we got to believe yeah. that Beverly Crusher is hard in on this, and that she's not just gonna be like, uh, oh, it's Riker now, and then walk away. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they they've got to sell us this whirlwind tempestuous romance and like. Right. I think every scene we get until he dies uh, yeah. is is like there's some new intense dimension to their relationship. Yeah, for like sure. She, and, and we throw Troy in there as well to, to add kind of like, yeah. hey, we're going to explain some emotions to you just in case you weren't familiar. Yeah, Troy, Troy does empathic stuff in this episode. I was kind of happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that never works. They always go to work, Derek. Yeah, Come yeah. On. Well, it's like... Uh, yeah, he's wearing like his own kind of version of the captain's blouse. It looks like, and like it's funny. He's like, "No, you don't understand. I don't have any staff. They're gonna page me any moment." <laughs> yeah, he is definitely wearing it better. But yeah. um, I gotta wonder. I mean, they obviously just had sex, so I mean, yeah. But I guess his symbiote was wasn't like <laughs> pulsing during that time. Oh yeah, it's a good I one. mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like that was actually a question I had. You know, so. Um, I mean, I don't want to foreshadow too many things, but I mean, um, if it's a, if it's a host, like, what does it get out of the biologic sex other than kind of like, I guess, endorphins and that sort of thing? Yeah. Same um, as we do. Yeah. So unless there's like hand. some sort of protuberance that like ejects itself <laughs> like covertly. I don't know. Uh, I, um, I like how they come, they come in through different doors. It's good. Those doors both go to the same hallway. <laughs> There's a grin we miss from Riker as we're panning the first way. Uh, that's pretty great. And uh, yeah, course, I, I totally miss yeah. it for sure. Oh, it's it's really it's really quick. So we we also mentioned that Odin at one point is like, ah, oh, no, I've done all the research and hard work that I can. I'm just gonna have yeah. to do the yeah. rest of it. Yeah, he's oh, like, oh, I, I do it by instinct, <laughs> and it's like, or I was I did this already. Yeah. Well, he already said he did some work. Oh, there's Troy smiling with the... Yeah. There we go. A little bit of empathy in her character that makes it work. Yeah. Um, But no, he mentions he did work and he prepared for it. And then he's like, yeah, eh, I'll do it when I get there. So I just want to mention that unlike a lot of other Star Trek di- diplomatic guys, he's at least like, yeah, I'm doing research and paperwork. I'm doing brain things with data. <laughs> so he's not just some a-hole who's assing through all of this like so many of the other ones. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, the weird thing is, is that, you know, they mentioned something about, I, I think it's about to come up, um, where he mentions like, oh, look, oh, this is kind of an interesting graph. But he talks about like, oh, look, I don't, um, I don't want to take the molecular transport, you know, but I'm not the first one, ha ha ha. And then I think Troy says something about like, oh, we don't know much about the trail. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, if he's a ambassador, like, how, like, what is, like, what's a good faith, like, hey, we just met your species, hey, we want <laughs> to, like, do things with them. What's a good faith amount of information to give about your species? Like, if you have a biological trump card, do you show it? Do you not? Yeah. Like, do you even care that it's a trump card? Yeah. Um, like, humans can hold our breath, you know. Yeah. That, that may not be universal. Yeah, I mean, look at all, all of, basically all of the uh, the posts in the humans live on the hell planet Tumblr posts. Yeah. <laughs> like all those things, those could be trump cards, we don't know. Right, so one, I'm not sure if the Trill are members of the Federation. Okay. Uh, the, we're gonna What's he amba- meet... He's an I was going to say, what is he an Trill? ambassador to? Like, I thought he was a Starfleet ambassador. From Trill to wherever, you know. <laughs> just, just, I'm just a floating ambassador, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible that, that Trill are species with their own space and their own bullshit. Federations got their own space and their own bullshit. And the Trill are just like, look, we gotta we gotta go somewhere. Can we use the Enterprise? And the Federation's like, uh, yeah, you can use the Enterprise. Yeah. God. Yeah, this is where Troy says, um, we know so very little about the Trill. Um, yeah. And so we're kind of setting up the whole, like, hey, remember that weird thing that we saw? We don't know what it's about. Nobody does. Ooh. Yeah, this mysterious race. It's, um... 
Yeah, and so I don't know. We we do yeah. learn later that they um, are part of the Federation, and that look at this they, double take. Did you see that double take? Um, <laughs> Troy's yeah, just like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna sit here and get get me some good beauty. What's that, Crusher? And um, yeah. she's kind of like a ribbon on her some. Yeah. Um, which at first it seemed catty, but then once they were like, hey, listen, everyone knows that you're in love, man. Like, don't sweat it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She's like, no, no, I don't. I, this is, I'm not, I'm not someone who's, who's trying to beautify their things. I'm a doctor. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good. Um, uh, it's good conversation between these two. Yeah. Like, I look mean, at her, yeah, uh, look at her hands. Like, look how she's like holding her hands and like kind of touching her face and stuff. It looks, all looks very awkward, which I think adds to the scene of just, I'm not used to doing this, but I wanted to do the thing. Um, yeah. She says it's not really a secret. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's not because of my empathy. Like we all know. <laughs> she's yeah. like, what? They all know. <laughs> but crush has got like the the green gooey, gooey stuff on her hands yeah to, i don't know well, yeah yeah but like uh-huh. look how she's like she like it, yeah it's yeah it's just funny it comes off like i mean not bad awkward just kind of like uh uh like i n- a non-practice hand i guess awkward yeah yeah i i think you're right uh-huh. um and he's like wait what do you know what do you know about him <laughs> uh, damn it Troy. <laughs> Why are you raining on our parade? I don't know. There's some just something empathically weird about him. Darn it, Troy. Yeah. You're ne- you always know enough, but never enough to be useful. Yeah. I'll, I'll call you whenever we can't sleep because of freaking lights. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, she's kind of talking about how, um, you know, this could be love or infatuation. I kind of would have expected um, a woman with experience to not necessarily have the this sort of dilemma. Um, but maybe it happens. I mean, um, I just kind of, she, she seemed a little bit more put together than having these things. I like this one where she's like, I like it. Like I, all I know is that, um, I haven't done this in a while and I like what's happening. Yeah. And like that, like that's a good capstone or just the leading up to it was a little meh. Yeah. I get you. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a pretty good episode. And again, it, it stops and it gets us behind Crusher's face. Yeah. In terms of how does she feel about this? She's like, I haven't felt this way in a long time. It's really weird. Um, and I'm going to lean into it because it's nice. And yeah. I'm going to see what happens. He's like, listen, man, I'm just going to go down there and do my ambassador thing. Have you seen this hair? They love this hair. <laughs> like, yeah. It is just so well done. Like, no one has hair like this. I have the best hair. <laughs> I mean, he's also, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I want to be well informed. But he's also cheating because he's done yeah. this before. Yeah, he knows exactly. these animals. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's kind of funny, you know. He's got, but so that brings up the question, like, so he's he is willfully, like, he's consciously obfuscating yeah. that that he's not the same person uh, for reasons we don't know yeah. what those reasons are. Um, we, we instinctually believe that if someone hides a thing, then you know they're being a liar, then they're a bad person. Um, yeah. We don't know if he's lying for a good reason or just whatever. We just yeah. know that he's hiding something. Well, we learned that he's hiding something later. He's hiding the most dangerous thing of all. <laughs> Empathy yes. for the LGBTs. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, wait a minute. You fall in love with minds and not bodies? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and Picard's like, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Dr. Crusher. She's... Yeah. yeah. He's mean, like, hey, man. Can we have some I guy mean, talk? What's this deal with Crusher? Like, what do you know? She, she attached to Starfleet at all? We're kind of on the hook for each other. Have you seen the episode <laughs> of How I Met Your... All right, bye. Um, so... <laughs> Dang, Picard, you didn't move quick enough. You lost her. Yeah, yeah, you um, lost her. You're never going to get her again. Hey, Jordy, you're in this episode. Bye, Jordy. Um, <laughs> you could have told the fuck. Okay, bye, Jordy. <laughs> that would have been weird, huh? If Jordy's like, I'll do it. Like, whoa, that I didn't I didn't expect Jordy to... <laughs> All right, yeah. okay, Jody, let's, let's let you be the host. We'll do that. Jordy's supposed to be a pretty good pilot himself, but I guess Riker's better. This have we talked about that before? Um, no, I don't believe so. Okay. I don't. I didn't know that. I didn't know the quality of how good of a pilot Rocket Riker is. I mean, allegedly he's good here. Either that, or just like eh, we do have trained pilots that do this every day. But we're gonna send Commander Riker with you because that'll be fun. 
<laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll just be fun and different. Um, he wants he's a hands on guy, which you have talked about that. Like Riker is hands on. He likes yeah, to true, get yeah. his hands dirty. And maybe this is just a hey, I don't want to let my skills go to waste, and this is a good opportunity, so I'll, I'll just go there and kind of get some first hand recon about the situation. Because um, he's also he's like the poker player, and he's also kind of expressed some sort of interest in. Um, in Politics. being a diplomat, I think, diplomat, yeah. I would say. So, yeah, these guys are like five seconds past needing to shoot at this dude. Like, I'm the guy <laughs> who defends TNG for not needing to be violent at times, but dude. Yeah. Like, there's no <laughs> yeah. security code. They're approaching look the at, shuttle. Yeah, look at that. Look at that shuttle. It's such a huge, like, thing for an escort. Oh, I guess it was supposed to be, like, a, a military escort. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, it's just like, Picard, you're going to... Yeah, I don't know how the tractor beam makes them wave off. Like, (laughs) like what? I mean, I guess if the tractor beam's in range, then they're also in range of lasers. I guess, I guess. So, but whatever. They don't have to shoot these guys. Like, we understand they took precautions, and and now now we have our real conflict, which is Riker's like the shuttle's literally breaking apart. No one's like, ah, I don't like transporters, and Riker's like. Well, okay then, we're all gonna die, but let's make it cool. <laughs> is that like code? Is that Star Trek code for like something bad's gonna happen in the transporter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's like that's one of the clues we get here that his symbiont can't transport; otherwise, he'll just yeah. go full gold bloom. So, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but it is interesting, right? Like, what if, um, what if it isn't a matter of he can't transport, but he doesn't want to let people know that there are two organisms or a person with who is not expecting two organisms might splice the molecules together yeah. um, and mess them up. You know, so, I mean, all those things kind yeah. of are legitimate concerns, I think. And maybe it's like they can transport for sure, but they just need extra considerations is all. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, for all we know, we know there's a biofilter that gets rid yeah. of bad things. Yeah. Uh, they might, we know this is a symbiote, but you could easily mistake it for a parasite. And right. go, bloop, bloop, no more parasite. Hey, we got that huge slug out of you. And Odin's like, uh. Ensign <laughs> uh, uh, in, in, Jack over there, he's, he's an accomplished uh, blah, blah, biologist. And uh, he, he totally dissected it if you want to see all of its organs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Ambassador, you're drooling. Ambassador. Ambassador. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> so. I can only imagine like there's a part where they're coming in and Riker's like, all right, we're going to hold it together. And you know, Dan's on the floor, just like putting his hand through a huge hole in the shuttlecraft, looking directly <laughs> into space. Like, this is a bad idea. I should have taken the transporter. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I mean, this is like basically Crusher getting a medical consult from the guy dying on the table. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, listen, I don't know anything about your biology. What's, uh, what's protocol here? Yeah. Like, you figure like, you... I mean, I, they are keeping this a secret, I assume, because they have played Hive Minds and Stellaris before and know about that yeah. negative 10 opinion yeah. malice from exactly. everyone else. Yeah. But, uh, they're like, are we a Hive Mind? Are we just kind of cool? Yeah. Um, Which is kind of weird. Like, I would expect um, SOP for any kind of, like, government action would be to travel at least in pairs for this exact purpose, right? Or, like, yeah. or, like to have, yeah. like, a host on hand as, like, your assistant, um, that who's like agreed, like, hey, if if this one if this one's break, I have another in the fridge, kind of jazz. Right. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't always. I don't. I don't travel with spare organs. Um, well, but if, if you're, ah, uh, uh, yeah, no, that's okay. actually fair. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, even if I were to go among the Cleons, but actually, for the Cleons, I would take a little cooler. Well, um, I mean, I mean, but imagine if you could like three D print organs. Because getting organs is probably harder than getting hosts, right? Like, so let's say. <laughs> If you could 3D print <laughs> organs and you were going to like, um, what's the, some Somalia. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you had some business in Somalia. Like, I, I mean, I'd bring maybe an extra liver, some kidneys. <laughs> a little bit of blood. <laughs> yeah, just some blood on hand. You know, just in, yeah. in my in my carry-on. And Dr. Crusher's like, no data, not you. You can't do this one this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah You're actually synthetic. biological. He's like, I'm a synthetic yeah. life form. She's like, it doesn't count. You can only do that <laughs> you have, sometimes. You have circuits. Yeah, yeah. I was like, put and the this, bug in me. I would, I would. We could have did a Gygax moment. It's like, hey, I'll be his host and like, uh, Crusher like rolls a die. No, no, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I'm glad it's not Picard to like do a whole weird Picard crush. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing. would have been super weird for sure. Because this is way um, out of left field, and it's good. It's good. It's, it's a good out of left field. I mean, yeah. season one Riker's all like, "I want to do a thing because it's never been done before," and oh, it's risky and oh, it's weird. But yeah, you know, it's completely in in keeping with what Riker does. Yeah, and yeah, Riker is totally. Um, yeah, he's like he's a humanitarian. He's gonna do what he's doing. And uh, he sees a place where he can. This he can this was punched help. up in the HD version. The the symbi- oh, I don't think it was that yeah. neon in the original. Uh, um, yeah, I, I did like kind of like the little markings and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. uh, you know, Aliens is definitely within the zeitgeist of the audience. So um, we had this weird kind of like how did how does it get in? And it does this kind of like burrowing itself in the sand thing, <laughs> like blah blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. Which I mean. It doesn't displace any fluid or organs, which is odd, but you know, whatever. We're not going to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> just some strange sensations, Riker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no, all the blood and everything bad. is just all exactly where it should be. Hey, uh, Riker, we're going to need you to calm down slightly. Your blood pressure's off. Just <laughs> yeah. relax. Like, <laughs> He's like, no, 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 it feels real strange in a good way. Strange, <laughs> yeah, but like, also good. Yeah. As, as your son Yeah, just say. let it happen. Just let me... Just don't ruin this for me. I like it. <laughs> Let me finish, Beverly. <laughs> so the uh, what was it? Um, you know, I, one of the things that you don't really kind of get a lot is like at medicine, and I think this is even true of uh, the original series. Um, you know, med- medicine in Star Trek is very clean. Like if you yeah. go, like if you watch like ER, and like they're doing. Uh, a surgery like people are covered in blood their hands are covered in blood and they'll touch people and all this other kind of stuff yeah. um which i mean that's somewhat realistic um a more realistic medical show than this but yeah. you don't really see a blood or viscera or organs or any of that kind of stuff when we have to do surgery we just laser a thing up make a hole put stuff in close the hole yeah well they got uh cauterizing lasers and sterile fields and stuff yeah so they don't even need gloves for this man Nurse O'Gow didn't even wash her hands. She's just like, you know, yeah. sterile. She just I think walks the mess- in and runs her hands to the sterile field of whatever surgery is happening. She's like, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Elixir. I think the messiest we've ever gotten is when, like, uh, McCoy treated the aorta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I feel like a cure rainy day. His hands are covered in plaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, um... So, yeah, Riker's got to be like, okay, so here's the deal. We were very careful not to tell you about this. But now yeah. we instantly need you to believe it's true. It's totally a yeah. big deal. It's... I mean, I kind of would have liked a little bit if Picard's like, yeah, we didn't know either. <laughs> like, nobody knew. <laughs> it isn't just you. We're all in this boat together. Yeah. Look, we can all hang around and have a coffee and talk about how it's bull**** <laughs> the trail did this to us. <laughs> ooh, ooh. What if Worf was the, uh, was the host? That would have been interesting. Because you'd have, like, <laughs> this kind of security officer who's has a rather stern visage. Uh, trying to be a diplomat, and that would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mental note, you know, if you're going to go on to a crew, look at the crew manifest and figure out what would be the best host in case something goes down. <laughs> like, have a list of, like, backups. And, you know, just just think it through. Just think it through, maybe. Yeah. But, and we don't uh, know what's going on in Riker's head at this time, right? We don't know if, like, he's living in a dream. Or are they talking to each other? Um is is Riker just gone? Like, is he just, um, you know, just gone? <laughs> like, just not not coming back until the parasite leaves? Yeah, we we do not know. They kind of treat it in this episode like it is one hundred percent. The host takes the host is is gone. Nothing of the host remains. Um, yeah, and he's just one hundred percent Odan, which yeah. you know means the human parts just don't have anything going on until. <laughs> Yeah. Until there, there's a, a slug in them. Yeah. The, the trill come back later, as you mentioned in, yeah. the, in the pre-roll. Uh, they're yeah. very different when yeah. they're... Uh, I'm sorry. This is interesting right here. Out. It's like, hey, listen, it's not normal. Uh, it's normal for you not to mention that you're not a, do, a, a, a host body. And just like it's normal for me not to mention that I'm not a single being. Yeah, but also I did lie a little bit about it because uh, I mean, yeah, he I knew he was lying. <laughs> you'd, you'd be weird. You'd you'd make it weird. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm fair. surprised he didn't pull. It's like, listen, your human sensibilities couldn't understand because we've gotten that before, right? 
Yeah, yeah, we have. Riker's doing like some top grade acting though. He's like he's mm-hmm. being um, not yelling, but like he's you know like I'm excitedly raising his voice to show that he really really cares and. And he's doing this whole uh, hand gesture that's right out of Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, Frakes is great in this. I, yeah. They established the Dr. Beverly thing. So you know that even when they're in. Yeah. That's like yeah, classic different body acting, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, whenever he calls her Dr. Beverly, they might as well do. Oh, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> like do the whole ghost thing. Yeah. Um, was that the penny? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, man, I haven't seen Ghost in forever. Um, oh, my grandma loved Ghost. <laughs> so my my mom was Pretty Woman. She loved Pretty Woman. Um, oh, fair enough. But the uh, this is interesting right here. Where you know, we're we're talking about how love happens with humans and how important that the body of the person that you love is to love itself. Um, is it? It's not. Is it a 100% cerebral thing? Is it a 100% body thing? Um, yeah. This is the dilemma that Dr. Crusher is working through. Yeah. What makes us love people? I think nothing yeah. is more, I guess, capricious or perhaps even as pure as her her child love for this Stefan guy. Right. Um, and and it's, it's more complicated than that. This is, I mean, the ship of Theseus and Boners. Yeah. Put, <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> you, you put the ship of Theseus into a museum. Uh, eventually, wood rots. You replace the wood. After a couple centuries, you've replaced all the wood in the ship of Theseus. Is it still the ship of Theseus? Yeah. Um, you know, I, think and I mean, I think that uh, human attraction, you know, involves you know both the physical and the cerebral. I don't think I don't think that's a controversial statement. Um, you know, but when you talk about loving someone you know people kind of throw that word around a lot and i think it means different things to different people and um i think it's good that she's struggling with this because it she it's important to her um to to, for her own i guess edification of like what what do i mean when i say i love you you know yeah and again i i don't mean to harp on this but i still feel that Marina Sirtis' acting circles around Gates McFadden in this scene. You get these sorts of scenes a lot, and it always feels like McFadden's just like, eh, doing all right. But not, not, you know, yeah. she's the main character here. Yeah, I mean, and maybe it's, I, I don't know, I don't know how much of that is the writing, how much of that is the acting, but yeah. um, because, I mean, she's she's hitting all the beats of just the typical, uh, oh, I haven't been in love in so long, you know, and someone makes me feel this way kind of person. Um, and those beats, yeah. are, that's a well-trodden path and how much she's allowed to diverge from that, um, I guess is, is not necessarily understood, yeah. but this is a good story where he's like, yeah, um, well, let me tell you about someone I love my dad who's dead. <laughs> yeah. My, you could never understand Beverly. I once slept a man <laughs> who was in Starfleet and he was my whole world. And then he died <laughs> and all he left me was with this. And she picks up a Wesley doll. <laughs> Yeah, just useless and throws it in the corner. <laughs> her husband her is also a Starfleet officer who died. She's a widow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, I lost someone close to me and I would never give up on having that again. And it's like, didn't Dr. Crusher, same thing? <laughs> also tragedy? Yeah. like Whatever. She, it's she, a good speech. It's a good speech. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a good speech. It's just... You kind of would expect a little bit more emotional depth from Dr. Crusher with all the things that she's done. I mean, she raised a kid. She's a widow. Like, all like a widow. Yeah, widow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, I'm sorry. I, I compliment face. this episode. I compliment Frakes with that one look yeah, that as we're zooming in. Yeah, that, yeah, no, it looks so weird. He looks just, <laughs> he looks like he's just drugged and he's waiting for the effects to wear off. Like, oh man, I totally... His I eyes are different do. sizes, and he's just <laughs> yeah. staring, but his head's shaking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do. It'd be funny if like someone's trying to like talk to him, like, hey, uh, sir, would you like a drink? And he's like, uh... <laughs> like, he can't make words. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just like, 
tilts his head back a little bit. He's like, you want me to put it into your mouth? Uh, (laughs) They pour it in his mouth, like half of it pours out, just like down his face. Yeah, he's just up. Yeah, he's like, like, oh no, good, very good. Does Riker want some more? Does Riker want more? (laughs) Oh my god. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. They give him like a powered wheelchair, but it's not a wheelchair. It's a, it's a hoverboard with the two wheels yeah. on the bottom. Like, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> some Professor X going on. Uh, but like, he, no, he's like full on standing on the, the hoverboard. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, are you talking about? Yeah. Are you talking about the hover the hoverboard with two wheels? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be funny. Right. So. So this it, scene is just yeah. like, hey, let me convince you guys that I'm really who I, I really am, who I say I am. They both say sure, and then walk out. Like that's all really we get from this scene. Yeah, and I guess like Odin, like like willing to play hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, and definitely we can still see that in in Frakes' face here. He's doing a great job of showing that concealed pain. Yeah, and we're also seeing him as Odin, not as Will Riker. We're making right. him into a new character in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. We're showing, we're showing the audience as well that, yeah, he knows, he knows how to do this job. Like, this isn't just like a show. Like he has like a personal relationship with these societies. And it's important and it's hard to do. And there's a long history here in this scene. This episode is very economical. Yeah. Oh Uh yeah, for sure. Now I mentioned um, in kind of the pre-roll, like the, the the conflict which is really just kind of like provides the bones of this episode yeah it's very well structured like it doesn't take up too much time but all the pieces that are in play um add to the story and they even were able to use uh the conflict as how you discover like the the complexities of true life yeah and again the the alien here the trill here are alien insofar as they pose to us a um a fascinating dilemma which we don't even get to until the end we blow right past this dilemma which is great oh yeah we have no yeah we have no resolution it leaves it up to the audience to to take the question further yeah and as well i I guess we'll get to it later yeah but um because the deal is is that she is in love with odan and right now Riker is odan um and you know does she still love him does yeah, she doesn't know what that means body. yeah yeah and, and you know yeah. and we are yeah. we are starting to kind of play with notions of um being being at love in love with someone whose body is inconvenient right yeah like isn't that that like i mean very tangentially but we are i think yeah i know like people like uh, not mila jovovich the other one the one who looks like a real freaking alien <laughs> uh, i got nothing man <laughs> angelina jolie yes oh who looks okay. like she comes from another freaking planet but anyway <laughs> she had a double mastectomy because of yeah. you know genetic uh, cancer concerns and people are like uh that totally screws brad pitt out of the whole package and it's like well uh, i mean on the one hand he did make an agreement to uh you know bond himself with a a certain version of her and her her body and her personnel her personality um and even if you don't want to get into the whole in sickness and in health thing yeah um you know like that is an alteration of the original but i think when you're with someone you accept that things change well i mean, I mean at I, the very least they're going to age yeah i mean the sickness and health thing that's all ceremony that's all just kind of pretty frou-frou stuff you know like when you're with someone it's a choice every day like it's not a and not like a choice, like, oh man, do I want to stay or do I go? But you're always, as part of a relationship, you're always going to have to compromise on something. Um, but the compromise, you, you get something out of it in return. Uh, and you always, you're always kind of asking yourself that question. And, um, you know, that being said, um, if you leave for something as frivolous as like, hey, I got I got a boob job and oh man, I don't like synthetic boobs, get out. <laughs> um, then your relationship wasn't that strong to begin with. Um, and that's really kind of what your, your, those pretty words are supposed to signify is the strength of your relationship. Um, again, not, not being in a serious long-term committed relationship because I don't like them. Um, there, there's, <laughs> there's a difference between when you ever, you go, okay, I love you. Let's stay together forever. 
yeah. then two years later, when they're a quadruple amputee covered with burn tissue, uh, yeah. burn scar tissue, when you're like, okay, kind of signed up for an ambulatory, healthy, communicative person. <laughs> Not... Ambulatory, healthy. <laughs> Not the guy from that Metallica song who's yeah. just like a World War One victim who has to communicate via Morse code with his head because yeah. that's the only way he can communicate with the world. Um, yeah. Like, things happen, and then you have to go, okay, well, look, we said we'd be together forever, and and, and your, your value just kind of plunge down to uh to radio shack <laughs> levels and we've gone full blockbuster and i'm gonna stick around i'm not just gonna abandon you now now that yeah. you're you know uh, a torso omelet so it's what you do um yeah i mean yeah you know and, and that's the decision everyone has to make for sure um i like this little this this kind of uh parody of scenes here where gates mcfadden gets what she wants and he's still kind of like even his environment's somewhat working against him because he asked for like the tonic and he's like, ah, we don't know how to make it. He's like, ah, <laughs> people yeah. don't understand what it means to be trill. I mean, you would talk about playing hurt though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, he's too... got emotional hurt and physical hurt. And here yeah. comes Beverly Crusher with the equivalent of like a, a, a stereo above her head, like playing whatever that song is. Uh, is it gross yeah. point blank? No. No, it's not Gross Point Blank. It is John Cusack. I think it's yeah, Say John Anything. Cusack. Say Anything, that's it. Yeah. Man, see, I'm I could, so bad. I wish yeah. I would have nailed that better. Anyway. I know the melody, but I don't know the, the name of the song. Sorry. Yeah. But you guys know it. Sing it at home. I already sing it. Yeah, this yeah, episode. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So you, you guys, guys get it. Um, yeah, she's like, oh, do you want these emotional aspirin or... <laughs> yeah. No. He's like, oh, I'm going to solve... He's like, I want you. He's like, you better get out. Like, I can't... I got this thing in my belly and I can't hold it anymore. <laughs> also the trill. Um, uh, also, that wasn't a metaphor. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I assume that they have sex. And let me tell you, man, I can't, I have a hard time reading with a big enough headache. And he's like, <laughs> my body is shutting down. And she's yeah. like, we're going to do this. He's like, saddle up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, the weird... <laughs> Yeah, you know, once again, yeah. it is like I I am curious about kind of like um, you know I, I'm gonna because I think the ending is important. It is. It is. Uh, we, I think it's okay to talk about it uh, a little bit beforehand. You know, so he yeah. um switch they they find the host and surprise the host is a girl, and so then it really kind of becomes like, well, wait a minute now. <laughs> yeah. Like so, I mean, like 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 just the sex thing. Like so now you start wondering, okay, well what are you getting out of this then? Um, because I can't imagine the, the, the emotion, like the, the chemistry that is generated when women have sex to be the exact same chemistry as when males have sex. I imagine maybe there's more estrogen or there's more endorphins or just whatever. Um, like just they have different tackle boxes, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. That's like, that's like the big problem. I think Homer had a, uh, was Homer telling the story or was Homer the one who was actually like switched between genders because he mouthed off to one of the gods? Uh, oh, no, I don't remember. Tiresias, maybe? Anyway, someone yeah. in the old Greek times had to lose yeah. both because yeah. he what, said some stuff to the gods, which, I mean, come on, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should, so, we should know better. <laughs> it's it's a question which has plagued us since the orgasm first began. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, is yeah, this the good for you? Yeah, yeah so, we want to know. But, inquiring but, minds uh you know i she has come to accept Riker as odan i think that's one reason the script chose Riker for this right because yeah. Riker's the sexy guy you yeah. know, like he's very masculine who wouldn't want to have to be be with him but we understand right. it's oh it's different because he's in a different body and it's like yeah eh, well you know he's Riker. we can do we can work with this yeah. So, um, well, I mean, we don't know Crusher's sensibilities. Like, we don't know if you know she doesn't like facial hair or not, or just whatever. Um, yeah. Maybe she, maybe the brow ridges like really turned her on. <laughs> oh man, I'm like original Odin. I'm gonna make a joke at this. It's like, well, uh, the symbiont has a sin- has a latex allergy. That's that's what this is. Everything else is fine. <laughs> it's just don't touch anything in your quarters. Basically, we're gonna get quarters, and this is gonna work out. Oh. Oh, they're friends. It's a great, it's a great bit from Picard where he hugs her, and they're they're friends, they're old friends, yeah. and he has to. And, and we know too that Picard, like he doesn't do emotions well, so we know that's like a big gesture from him. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, let me rephrase. He doesn't do emotions when he doesn't have a speech lined up. <laughs> he can do emotions when there are speech lined up, but he doesn't do the, the touchy-feely stuff. Man, the trill. They're always messing up with their time levels. It's like yeah. called trill time. <laughs> they're running on right now. Yeah. Six hours like, to yeah, he's like, I, space. I did it. I, I was able to stay in a meeting for five hours straight. New record. <laughs> <laughs> It was an introduction. Um, where I was running on trill time. It takes yeah. it's like six hours. Do you but no, understand? he said it. He fixed it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. No, like, came in. No war. Ugh. It's like, oh, man, that PowerPoint presentation must have been brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I, we mentioned that um, she put her dad in stasis, and then st- stasis is, like, good for Yeah, how hours. useful is that, right? Like, what, you, what, what kind of garbage stasis is this? Like... <laughs> Like, if you're not using, like, if you're not, like, just freezing him, like, cryo-freezing him for, like, decades, then what's, it's not even stasis. Sorry, there were some weird pods that I was experimenting with in there. I don't know how (laughs) they got, I don't know how long they've been in there, honestly. I would have loved it if, like, Picard reaches down and is like, so this is Odan. No, 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 that's my experiment. This is Odan. (laughs) Which points to, like, another one. Oh, so this is Dan. No, 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 the one behind that one. Yeah, that one. That's Odan. <laughs> You're doing really good work because again, she is pregnant, and Picard just like kneeled down right next to her. Yeah, and you feel like that just happened, but it obviously didn't. I mean, it's all light and um, angles, man. Light and angles. Yeah, it is. So, oh, and loose, loose doctor jackets. So, yeah, that that's helps. also true. So, um, so I mean, this is where we get where we get to see the doctor side of Gates McFadden, which is great. You know, you get these stories yeah. of just. Um, heart surgeons performing like 36 hour surgeries, you know, and like that kind of stuff. And like, you kind of expect that from doctors, like this ability to just have this superhuman, um, <laughs> Worf is like, uh, bring him yeah, not, in. yeah, not so fast. <laughs> and she turns around, she's like, All right, I'm so excited. Oh man, <laughs> like her face just drops. So this is weird. Like I, I was kind of expecting like an ice cooler, a human-sized ice cooler that just like here yeah. it goes. We're gonna pop this bad boy in there, and he'll just yeah. come online. But no, I that's think... a a living, breathing, walking female. Her name is Kareel, and she's dead. <laughs> yeah, she, she was born <laughs> to die. <laughs> I mean, as far as we know, like later Trill, the host is generational, and it's a literal symbiosis between the two personalities. Oh, so like when you have when you have another trill, like it's both of them are born, kind of thing. Um, when when you get the the symbiont inside of you, their personality and memories become yours, but oh, okay. your personality also goes in. Okay, so you become a u- new and unique thing. Oh, okay, then. Um, but I mean, so, yeah. we're kind of talking over like the, the you yes, know like are. valuable screen time. So I mean, this is like she is cold right here. She's like, yeah, yeah. good job, way to go, like bio Dan, get out. Um, yeah, because because Odan's in a woman now. Yeah, and Crusher's like, I was willing, I was willing to do Riker, but this is this is a big step <laughs> for me. Yeah, and, uh, and and it's weird because I I expected a male as well, and when they kind of did this, I was like, whoa, um, that's ambitious. That's ambitious writing. <laughs> Oh yeah, people were angry. They're like, we're, "We have the whiff of homosexuality about this." And it's like, well, I mean, do they? No one's. I mean, Odan is, I guess. Yeah. But like, it's but just yeah. like you just change the equipment out. And how is that different? Is this is this like similarly like like you know like refrigerating a woman? <laughs> you know, like like like, you know, like, like like I mean, it's like it's, it's not, it's not done the for same. a man's man pain. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like, it's done for a writer not wanting to maintain a relationship throughout the series. Like, like well, that's I mean, why this had to end, right? Th- this is the, this is the crux of the episode. Yeah. Um, even though the director's like, I don't really see the gay uh, parallel there. It's like, what if someone was put into the body of a cockroach? And like, don't get Kafkaesque. Just, yeah. just like this, this is obviously as a real parallel with uh, yeah. homosexuality and then obviously transgenderism. Yeah. Um, I mean, this Odan, I mean, we don't know how the Trill treat gender. Yeah. Um, but it's equally fair to read this as Odan is a male and identifies as a male and likes women. Yeah. And now Odan has boobs and a vagina. Yeah. So, um, and I think I like as... Hmm? I would just say, like, it'd be funny if, like, his uh, comes in, like, is everything okay, Dr. Crutcher? He's like, no, that, that was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> I got to think about things. <laughs> I, uh... 
Yeah, and, and Crusher herself says, you know what, I, I'm the one in the wrong here, but I can't do it. Yeah, you know, she, fair. yeah, like, she does say, like, hey, listen, um, you know, humans are, like, she doesn't say, like, they have a flawed ability to love, but she says something to that effect, where it's just yeah. like, hey, we're, we're used to certain things, uh, which I mean, like, you know, homosexuals have been around for, you know, oh, I wow. don't know, like, yeah, <laughs> like, on the, on the order of millennia, if not longer. Um, and so there, uh, you know, like th- th- that isn't necessarily new, but we, we kind of understand what she's trying to say here is just like, it- it's more of the, Hey, you keep changing these forms. Like, you know, inside of a day, you've been in three bodies inside don't or inside of a week, I guess. Um, and so it is, it's hard for me to like really understand that, um, and I mean, I kind of see that, but at the same time, um, if you think that there there isn't like a, a homosexual kind of message here, or like a I'm not a homosexual message, but a um, like LGBTQ plus message here, um, then I, I I think it's kind of naive. I mean, I think I think there definitely yeah. is, whether you intended it or not, it's certainly here. Yeah, and I, I just you know my initial reading of this is definitely like well. You know, we've always said for years that you fall in love with the person's soul. Like that's been yeah uh, the thing that people like saying, uh, cultural meme, I guess. Right. And this is a Star Trek episode, which is about that. And it, it says, hey, look, you fall in love with the person's soul, right? So if it's Riker, like you're amenable to that, right? Yeah. And your people are like, ah, I guess so. And then, you know, lady walks in, you're like, well, you're still amenable to this, right? Because you were yeah. amenable to a different body in general. And then suddenly you start picking out. Um, yeah, all of a sudden bodies become problems. Um, you know, some salient differences, but still just some basic physical differences. Yeah. Um, and yet we've talked in brain swap episodes before about how much your biochemistry changes your character. And that's a legitimate point, but that's not the point this is making that you fall in love with the person and not necessarily, uh, the physicality. Basically the parasite is just kind of like a vehicle for the soul. It doesn't change at all. Right. And it, it seems to wipe out. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever host it's in until it bounces and then that host is cool again. <laughs> yeah. and, and and Brandon Braga's like, hey, uh, it's so weird. This is a weird, gross episode because she's in love with the slug. But the slug is like the brain and the heart and the soul. Like the slug represents yeah. the person themselves. And if you were to transfer that into another body, why does your affection for them change? Is your affection yeah. that shallow? Yeah. It's um it's certainly a nobler goal. Uh so anyway, it's it's a heck of an episode. I think it's one of the yeah, best ones no, for the fourth season. It, yeah, it's really it's a really good episode. I was uh, when I when the episode was finished, I was like, "Who wrote this episode? And do they write more? Like, can we get this guy like a full time position?" <laughs> Speaking of the ship of Theseus, uh, <laughs> this this episode is credited as being written. Uh, I forget his name, uh, Michael Horvat who I think pitched the initial thing and then allegedly and then uh, a lot of the script was hammered out by Jerry Taylor, who is a longtime writer on Star Trek. Okay, good. Um, so she, like, eventually you have to put a name on it. And my understanding yeah. is that his name was put on it, but she did a lot of the work to make this episode happen. Yeah. Um, and again, it's exceptional. It's efficient. It's um, a, it's a really good one. And, yeah, no, it's, um, it's really good. High level of craftsmanship for sure. You know, and it would be great if we could perhaps more explicitly explore this, but I think, like our 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 philosophical conflict here comes in in the last two scenes, yeah, and then we're gone, yeah. Um, and I think that works, especially given the time where people were angry yeah. enough about what happened. <laughs> yeah, um, I know, right? Like in. That- you made me think things I didn't want to think. Like, well, you yeah. know, you should. You should think well, things that are uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, what, 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 what do we do for gay stuff? Do we endorse gay stuff? I mean, gay stuff happened, but yeah. you know, um, and it, people have to get mad that something exists and that yeah. they imagine something. Um, and I think that's kind of the good of this episode in its context. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, regardless of what it is, regardless of how people felt about it, it did bring those conversations to the front. You know, they weren't just happening behind closed doors, you know, then the, the onus on society is to create a vehicle uh, in which those conversations can happen without people uh, getting crazy at each other. And it's, it's going to be a long time before Star Trek has any positive, unambiguous LGBT representation. That's unfortunate. 
that's it's it will eventually happen but there's gonna be some other things happening so there's a lot to talk about um if those weren't your final thoughts what are your final thoughts (laughs) this is a great episode and i'd like i'd like to see uh, more of them i i enjoy i enjoy everything about this episode I, i don't know if i mentioned it before or not but um, we see an alien that we don't understand. It's uh, like wholly different from the human experience. And that relationship introduces a complex dilemma that we have to suss out and we don't get an answer to. And I, yeah. that's my jam. Like I, like that's my kind of sci-fi where, um, it asks you, uh, a, a question that is not easy to answer and you, you maybe have to think about it for a while. So this is good. And, and I hope to see more like it. Cool, cool. Next week, we are going to be watching The Mind's Eye. Sweet. So um, Netflix gives us uh, this picture, and it kind of looks like the Med Bay, but instead of like beige and white, we have like purple and pink or magenta um, kind of tones. And then I didn't know that this was Jordy. Uh, you eventually read it in the card. Um, but Jordy's kind of hooked up to a machine that kind of makes him look like Thanos. <laughs> like th- it looks like Thanos' headdress a little bit, but just all silver. Um, and uh, no, I'm, I'm not thinking not Thanos. Uh, Galactus. I'm sorry. Yeah. Galactus um, is what I meant to say. And um, he looks like he's screaming or he's going through some very intense emotion. And um, this is what we get uh, from Netflix. LaForge is brainwashed by the Romulans and ordered to assassinate a Klingon ambassador. Hmm. Uh, I mean, Klingons have a reputation for being difficult to kill, right? <laughs> like, Jordy's kind of, I mean, no no, no shade against LeBar Burton, but I mean, he's kind of a small guy, right? Like, um, <laughs> well, well, the trick is they're not going to use a knife. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is, yeah, I guess so. I guess you just sneak up and stab him. Um, but I don't know. Uh, this is going to be interesting. I, you know, I, we don't know a lot of Klingon ambassadors. Uh, it's, it'd be interesting to see how much uh, involvement Worf has in this episode. Um, we have yeah. seen Jordy and Worf like have a talk or two, I believe. Um, it would be nice to see kind of that characterization a little bit more, kind of setting up the conflict. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We'll, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing what happens. We will definitely see what happens next week. And uh, until then, remember Rand. Remember Rand. Hey, I'll make this short because everyone hates credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We watch Star Trek on Netflix, we hold our conversations on Google Hangouts, and we record with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. All files are hosted on vanvelding.com, hosted by DreamPress, powered by WordPress. If you have any questions or comments about the Beige and the Bold, please feel free to leave a comment at vanvelding.com or tweet at vanvelding. Thank you, and remember Rand.